Blog Talk Radio. On Sunday, August 21st, Coffee House Music presents another incredible evening with the industry's most talented singer-songwriters and bands at the Magical Ford Amphitheater. It's the Coffee House 5th Annual Evening of Independence, featuring performances by last season's America's Got Talent winner Michael Grimm, Southern California's Tyrone Wells, of Verona, Jamestown Revival, Alan Stone, and Satellite, along with a pre-show lineup of the industry's hottest emerging artists. This special night of music takes place Sunday, August 21st at 8 p.m., pre-show music starting at 6. Tickets are available at the Ford box office by calling 323-461-3673, or for more details, go to kpfk.org. KPFK is a proud media sponsor. The annual Far West Folk Alliance Conference is coming up October 20th through 23rd in Eugene, Oregon. The conference features panels, collaborations, showcases, and the annual Best of the West Awards. Acoustic performers, presenters, agents, folk DJs, and fans will find peer groups, networking, and great music all weekend. For more information, check out the website at www.far-west.org. Live from Los Angeles, California, it's the Michael Knight Show. of the Michael Knight Show. I am your host, Michael Knight, and of course, joining with me is the lovely Miss Terry. How are you doing today, Carrie? I'm great. How are you, Michael? I'm doing wonderful. For all of you, Carrie's doing a wonderful job today. I'm having internet connection problems throughout, and so I might disappear here and there through the show, so we're letting her run the whole shebang today, and she's doing a great job of it so far. I'm really proud of you, Carrie. <laughs> just had to push a few buttons, that's all, and I'm used to doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I can relate to that. Yes, you are. <laughs> Before we get started with the show, everybody, I do want to remind you that uh, 
next week, of course, Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Time is WTF and WTF Late Night. And then, of course, on Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time is the Michael Knight Show. And next week, we're going to have J.D. Nash on with us. And then the following week, we're going to start going five days a week. And uh, so want everybody to be well aware that Night Visions is coming back, the Paranormal Show. And on August 30th, we're going to have a special time, actually 8 p.m. Pacific time till 10 p.m. And then at midnight till 2 o'clock in the morning, we're going to be doing a very special Night Visions. I'm going to be joining some paranormal investigators out in Louisville, Kentucky, at the Waverly Hill Sanitarium, which is supposed to be one of the most haunted places in the, in, in the whole world. And needless to say, I, I shouldn't have been watching the videos I've been watching because now it's like I don't know how if I'm going to react. you actually want to go. <laughs> Did we lose you, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I am still here. <laughs> oh, good. Can you you gave me a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Well, who knows? Off and on, and, and I said I I do have my cell phone on the side, already called in and ready to go if I do end up disappearing. But I uh, do want to let everybody know that that uh, everything is still going as planned today. We've got a great great guest on today. His name is Duke DeLuca, and uh, he's a former Golden Gloves champ. He, he's he's been bodyguard for Sylvester Stallone, and he's doing all sorts of just fun and interesting things and the and the stories. I can't remember because Tony Danvers was like one of my favorite all actors, you know, the, that was really not a real successful boxer, but, you know, he, I give him in, his, in any of his shows he does on TV. I think he's, he's just a funny, funny guy. And then also I want to remind everybody at 5 p.m. today, we're going to be going over an extra half hour today. It'll be the last time, and that's due to the uh, concert at the uh, – Ford Amphitheater in Hollywood this Sunday, and Roots is going to stop by and say hi and let us know a little bit about the concert at 5 o'clock, and that'll be with Jamestown Revival. But anyway, I think I think it's time to bring on our guest, don't you, Terry? Absolutely. Go ahead and bring him in. Okay. So do you do you want to play do you want to play the the song you said was the theme song first, or do you want us to no? Let's bring do that a little bit later. Bring him in. Oh. So we're going to bring on in Duke. Uh, and how are you doing today, Duke? What do you guys say? Uh, everything's going fine. You know, you scared the shit out of me with that opening to the storm, uh, your, your, your uh, theme. I thought the ambulance was behind me, the cops. I pulled over. I'm driving home. <laughs> <laughs> and then I heard this rock and roll concert. I thought I was on a sunset trip tomorrow, a strip. So you really got me all confused here. But uh, it's a pleasure <laughs> to be on your show. And uh you guys are a trip. What can I say? You guys are a real trip. And speaking of Tony, by the way, very good, very good friend of mine, Tony Danza. He, he, he's he's not an actor. I mean, he's just a gifted, nice human guy. I mean, he's a human being, Italian American, of course. But uh, he's Tony. That's Tony. What you see is Tony. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, I loved it because I saw he was on a reality show for a time where he went, actually went into a school. And was teaching was teaching uh, uh, classes in a in a high school. Yeah, that was and, and I thought that, Yeah, I thought uh, that was interesting. Uh, I don't know what kind of punishment he got for that. <laughs> I haven't spoken to him. <laughs> really but uh, he's a good guy. He, he really is a good guy, and I had a lot of fun uh, with him managing me. 
tell a million funny stories there. But, now, uh, how long did he actually fight. manage you for, Mike? Oh, I've only had five professional fights. I'm New York Golden Globes champ. Uh, I was pretty young to the game, but I could knock out anybody, anybody in the world. So uh, Tony realized that. And actually, we met at the Left Hook Gym in Canoga Park uh, when my uh, dear friend was alive, Big Bill. And we got a ring together, and, you know, so he said, pick it up a little bit. I just won the Golden Gloves in 79. This was 81. He said, all right, enough. You know, we went to the showers, and then he wanted to meet me across the street at the diner. We had our talk. Then uh, the owner of the gym happened to be hooked up. He said, you belong to me. Get this. You belong to me. I belong to you. I just had Tony. <laughs> I just had lunch with Tony. Uh, long story short, I don't belong to nobody, so I... Uh, I didn't decide to do nothing at that point. I, was, I just figured I'd stay away for a while. But I was youngly married at the time. I got, I got married, youngly married. Is that a correct term? I was married young. I was only 21. <laughs> and uh, not much of an education, but uh, a very good street one, let's just say. But one day I'm in Radio Shack, and I say, what the hell am I doing in Radio Shack? I'm selling batteries to old ladies here. And uh, I decided to write Tony. And, you know, I didn't hear from him for a while. He was doing a love boat. And when he came home, he got the letter. He, says, uh, he gave me a buzz. He came home with a bottle of Dom Cherry, uh, Dom whatever, Dom Perignon. Perignon, uh, yeah. We, we signed up that night, and uh, the wise guy was out of the picture by then. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't believe I'm on the radio. Now, now going, Duke, going back to you saying that nobody owns you, I know that you go by a motto of what? Oh, I got a few doing miles, things, you know. doing things. What? I do things my way, no way at all. You know. There uh, you go. <laughs> and we I, actually uh, queued up a song for you today. Oh no. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now I know the song. It's not a very good video, <laughs> but the song was good. Uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> you know, marijuana is legal in California. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm parked on the side of the road. I'm not saying I'm smoking pot or nothing like that, but do you realize I can be? And that, that was kind of, of random. And well, I'm a random kind of guy, you know. If you're not living on the edge. You're not living at all, you know. I consider myself, uh, I think ahead a lot. I'm an artist. I'm an artist. If you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. You, you know what? You're taking up too much space. That's right. That's right. Because it's a big world, and these Chinese, they don't stop, you know, they don't stop. They're going to take yeah. over the world anyway. They're multiplying like rabbits. <laughs> but uh, I say it's true. I wish I wasn't sitting here in the uh, valley. It's about, let me see, 92 degrees outside. But, Terry, ask me a question. I'd love to answer you, darling. Okay, I know that you have a tattoo that's another one of your mottos. Hanging tough. Yeah, hanging tough. Actually, that's a long story. It was uh, with a crew I used to hang out in New York uh, called The Boys. It says, hanging tough, 1977 through question mark. Uh, the question mark has been answered by a few. Uh, uh, I'm hearing a lot of static. Are you? Hello? Yep, we're here. You're still there. Anyway, we're still uh, here, and we can still hear you, yep. That's another story. Uh, it was a small group in uh, Felden, Long Island where if you didn't do drugs or fought, you, you better not leave the house because uh, there's nothing else to do. So uh, I became creative <laughs> in, in the drug department. It's a little bit creative, you know. Experimental. Uh, 
Experimental <laughs> like everybody in the early 70s. Like I said, you know, the 70s were a crazy time, the mid-70s. Uh, yeah. I can tell you stories about what was going on in the studios. Forget that, you wouldn't believe it. But I wasn't in the studios yet. Actually, Sly put me in the studios um, after I was through with him because I had to do it my way and no way at all, and he had to do it his way and no way at all. And that's another real long story. I, I plan on meeting him. Uh, we didn't leave on the best of terms, but we didn't leave on the worst of terms. Uh, he was the number one actor at the world, you know, uh, at the time of the world. And uh, he, uh, I don't know, I think he let it go to his head a little bit. And, you know, humans are humans, you know, and I don't, you know, every man in this world, put their, you know, their pants on one leg at a time, you know, and all these fighters, everyone has two legs and two arms, you know, and uh, I don't know, maybe at the time I felt uh, he wasn't in it, he was controlling people's lives, let's put it this way, you know, I've seen 10 bodyguards come and go, so uh, at the first time I spent, I might be on the lineup, let's so to speak, I just quit, and uh and that was that, you know, without getting further into my life story. <laughs> okay, back to my question, your tattoo. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> your tattoo. Uh, the my boys, pain. My pain. Oh, my gain, my pain, yeah. Well, that's a little mural on this. I'm, uh, you, you know, these are good questions, Gary. I'm very, uh, very intrigued to answer them. Uh, everyone grows up with pain, obviously. I was born an only child in the Bronx. Uh, uh, I didn't know my father. I met him like three times. Uh, I visited him. He was a doctor when I was 35 years old. I took time off from the set of Lock Up. We were filming in New Jersey. My dad was a doctor in Jersey. I got brothers I don't know. I mean, I met him once, you know. Well, I remember him as a young child. He was surprised at that. But uh, where am I going here? Well, it's the pain. Well, so oh, yeah, the pain. My it's pain, my gain. Yeah, well, guess what, you know? Uh, you heard the song Love Child, right? The Supreme, Diana Ross, it's about, you know, yep. uh, unwedlock. I'm, I think I'm a mistake child. <laughs> and Never a mistake, Duke. Well, you know, the, when you commit the act, you better know what's, uh, what's coming next. But uh, he was in medical school. He didn't decide to stick around. I didn't actually grow with the name DeLuca. I mean, I won the Golden Gloves with an Irish name, uh, uh, William Maloney, who, who died, and I'm... Uh, very proud he lent me his name, actually. But my pain, my gain, you see, through all of this, uh, uh, you turn it into, you know, you know, this baby's born without legs, man. I mean, I'm compassionate. There's people starving as we speak right now. Uh, That's right. You know, whatever, whatever pain I feel as a child, I just turn it into positive energy and, and will continue, too. Um, you know, I haven't peaked yet by no means. But uh, I've I've done my time with the Rockers, you know, and Motley Crue. Uh, I'll just jump all over the place till someone jumps in. <laughs> but you continue, well, but hey. you continue to live by that motto, do you not? Oh, of course. I mean, uh, of course. I you know, it's the only way to live. I believe in myself. I believe in God. I believe in compassion. I believe in love. I believe in uh, uh, taking chances. Obviously, uh, you know, taking a chance my whole life. I wasn't given a chance. So obviously I'm right. taking chances. Uh, but 
Next question, please. <laughs> okay. Well, I remember, well, I, I, and, I, and I wish I could, I wish I could say it back to you verbatim, but I couldn't find it today when I looked on your page. But I remember one woman commenting on uh, to you on one we, of your threads or one of your yeah, photos about. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, oh, loud and clear, baby. Okay. About uh, your aging, and and it, she she was about our age, anyways, and she said, "Yeah, doesn't it suck to age?" And your comment back to her was, "No, that um, you know, hey, it, you don't know if shit you knew- to your forty, you don't know shit in life to your forty, whether you want to believe that or not. I mean, you don't exactly. Know shit. So expound uh, on that because I was really impressed with what you told her. Oh yeah, well, what did I tell her? Well, it was something along the lines of being comfortable in your skin at the age you are now, that you were happy with what, that it didn't suck, that you were happy with the wisdom and the knowledge that you had now. Of course, it takes time. I mean, I mean, there are Elton John's born to sit down at fucking two years old and play the piano, but don't call me Elton. You know, I learned the hard way and and it takes time to learn, you know. Uh, I'm all about positive energy now. I could be 102 and if I could move my tongue, you know. Uh, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be I'll be talking I'll be talking my, my say. <laughs> I don't expect to live that long. I do not expect to live that long anyway. But uh, well, Dan, yeah, I, mean, I, I I I I've got a question for you that uh, that I'm curious about is what what brought you on to boxing to begin with? What what was it that that uh, oh, I got was the appeal? I got, good, I got a good answer for that. Okay. The school system is made for you to go to more school. Uh, I was going to a high school. Believe it or not, when I was at a young age, uh, before committing any petty crimes, which I, you know, did not do, uh, I wanted to be an FBI guy. I, I grew up reading cop books. Yeah, they were always the heroes to me. They were the tough guys. And uh, this guidance counselor of mine that don't know me from Adam, I seen once a year, she goes, we're going to send you to Kentucky. This is the best law enforcement <laughs> school in the world. Uh, can you imagine me landing in Kentucky? All they smelled was cow shit, number one, all around the campus. There were no roads. It was dirt. <laughs> there was, it wasn't a creek. It was a crick. Most of these people never seen a, a fucking bagel. they never seen the ocean. Now, I love I loved Kentucky. It's beautiful. But at 17 years old, I thought I was sent to hell. I thought I was sent to hell. I mean, uh, I hated it. I really hated it. Uh, people were different. Uh, I mean, uh, well, this led to that. And uh, what was the question? <laughs> what, how did you get into what boxing? Guys, what made you want to do? Uh, what oh, made you oh, want to box? I hated, oh, hey, this is a perfect job. I'm glad you reminded me. I hated it so much I had to get let my frustrations out. So I, I read on the wall, uh, join up for our school boxing team. I said, you know what? I'm going to join. I always emulated Muhammad Ali growing up. I always loved boxing. I mean, I fenced in uh, high school to learn the art. Like Bruce Lee fans. I mean, Bruce Lee and Muhammad Ali are always my idols since I could, uh, since I've seen Ali fight, since I haven't seen Bruce Lee. I mean, to me, that kind of energy. Uh, I was born with a fighting attitude, so with that kind of energy, uh, those were the best of the best. So I, I naturally boxed in front of the TV. I fenced like a madman, you know, always going for the face and, uh, you know, just, I, you know, wipe people out. I won the county championship. But boxing was just natural for me. I, I, I knew the concept of jab was so natural for me. But uh, so I joined the club in Kentucky, and I started winning, and the coach said, wow, you can hit. And I kept winning, and I kept winning, and uh, I went home, 
uh, this would destroy my whole career. I'm a very candid guy. See, I, I speak nothing but the truth. I'm probably uh, going to get some feedback about this. But uh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, that's okay because I, I did live on the edge. And I was going out with this young lady at the time, uh, Sandra. Sandra the Jesus was her name, actually. And me and a friend didn't have money. And, you know, we supposed to buy it. Back then it was the ankle bracelets, right? So, right. What, 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 right. What do you figure? Like quick money, right? Uh, let's let's get a let's get a uh, <laughs> you know, I gotta remember this is the top. Let's get a let's get a plastic water pistol and hold up a gas station, and uh, we should get enough money to buy an ankle bracelet. Oh shit! Am I gonna hit shit on my page tomorrow? Listen, this is when I was young. <laughs> uh, <laughs> naturally, we got caught. The dog the dog almost bit my leg off. There was no more running, uh, so to speak. <laughs> I got, when I went back to school, straight F, boom, bing, bang, bing, added added a law enforcement program. That's it, boom. <laughs> and uh, I went home, I continued boxing, and I had this dear friend of mine who's now dead. Uh, I consider him a father figure. I consider a few of them. All my father figures are dead, actually. That's, that's what really drives me, man, because I never had a father. And this particular guy's name was Ernie Sergio, and he made me the Golden Glove champion. And it wasn't easy. Uh, I had five tough fights with four knockouts. And he made a human out of me. He got me out of trouble, and he, uh, he, he, he cared for me, you know. And uh, I always miss him and love him for that. And once in a while, I post on my wall uh, a letter he wrote to me that I guess, you know, very important to me. Maybe I'll post it tonight. But yeah, you should put it in your notes. Actually, it brings back those head memories. Ernie, I love you, man. I love you. Duke's still here, and he's he's still doing what he does. So don't worry. I'll be all right. On a brighter side, I do, we do have an independent film coming out, uh, uh, untitled, uh, working title captured, hopefully uh, early 2011, which I uh, was a assistant director and Bill Cassatt, and uh, we have five partners, and we hope hopefully that does well. Now, when's that come out? That's you. Well, it's, uh, we're making distribution deals right now. So uh, uh, hopefully early 2012. Awesome. That'd be nice. Now back That'd be to nice, the boxing, you, know? you also do martial arts, do you not? Oh yeah, I did every martial art in the world. You know, it's not even martial arts anymore. It's mixed martial arts, and uh, the two best fighting systems to know, in my opinion, is Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Because nowadays you need the stand-up game. Uh, you know, I don't care if Mike Tyson. You know, Hoyce Gracie challenged Mike Tyson to, for a million dollars. As soon as he came to the country, Tyson didn't take it because Hoyce would have killed him. Mike Tyson had one chance. Once uh, once a Brazilian guy gets you on the ground, they call it the ocean. Now you're swimming in my ocean, man. And you better learn how to fight <laughs> on the ground. And uh, so I did a lot of jiu-jitsu until my arms fell off pretty much. I'm, I'm a broken machine. And I still get challenged here and whatnot. I got a name for myself, but I'm glad I got a big boy now. He's 28. He's six, six foot four, and uh, need be he can handle my light work. But I wouldn't let him. I wouldn't let him. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you won the Golden Gloves in 1979, it took you how many seconds? Oh, I, all right. This is very interesting. I, I knocked him. I, I knocked out Harry Keith who did an award, Academy Award-winning documentary on his life. You guys should rent the VHS tape if you can find it. It's called On the Ropes. It's the Harry Keith story, right? It is the luck of Mike DeLuca. Uh, came out about, I don't know, 
eight years ago, let's say, he's still training. He was Muhammad Ali's sparring partner. He did his jail time. He shows everything but the 42-second knockout where I put him out for the count. <laughs> we, we were both angry. We, we, it, was, it was our fifth fight, and we both had all knockouts coming in. So it was a quick fight. It was 42 seconds. We were, we were both stalking each other for about 20. Uh, he came in with his power. Luckily, I glanced off the ropes and came back with my power. I caught him. He went down. Ernie's standing up giving me the wave sign, finish him, finish him. So I just ran out and threw a couple more punches, and there he lied. Was it a left <laughs> or a right that took him out? Oh, uh, it had to be a right, you know. The, the left are for fun, but the right, you know. The left look good, but the right hand is what really puts him out, you know. <laughs> In my world, anyway. But uh, we're not a fighter, we're a lover, remember, Terry? Exactly. That was exactly. early on in life. And, and you know, uh, I don't hide the fact that uh, I come from where I come from, but... Uh, that was I then and this is now. I don't hide the fact that I love God now, and uh, all I want is happiness and love, to tell you the truth, and to go forward and make films. I decided to take a little time off. I'm going to school now. Because uh, we went through a lot of editors on our last product, uh, which was written by a friend of mine, Scott Casey, who happens to have the same tattoo on his left arm, the boys, from 1977. Uh, he was the writer. Yeah, and... Uh, so what are you taking in school? Uh, I'm going to be a creditor. I'm going to be a better producer and a better, and I'm going to be an editor. Because we had and so you much call that, And you call that what? Being a predator? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't you like that? I love that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think I think it sounds more like you're gonna go out and hunt people. <laughs> I'm gonna go out what? Eat people? Only if they're in my way. Only, only if they're in my way, I'll eat them. <laughs> uh, you know, the producing part everyone makes a big deal of, but it's knowing the money people, okay? And uh, the more known you are, the more people understand you, and the more connections you make. Obviously, you will find them. The economy is in such a bad way that uh, nowadays, you know, the studios are going to be a thing of the past. You got uh, every John, Dick, and Harry with a video camera in their hands, and some of them make it to the Cannes Film Festival, for Christ's sakes, you know? So if you want to know the game, I mean, I used to tell directors what shots to take sometimes. I mean, Sly didn't like it, but uh, what was his name? Uh, not Bill Creek. And, uh, well, that's neither here or there. But they used one of my shots in one of his movies. <laughs> <laughs> but the editing uh, is not about the money people and who you know. The editing is, it takes a lot of your time and, and talent. E editing is, like Quentin Tarantino says, uh, e every two frames counts. Every yep. two frames of a movie counts. If you cut in the wrong spot, remember the old Elvis movie? <laughs> it yeah. had to be waving that convertible and then it was stiff. You know, it was funny shit. But, uh, no, editing's very important. I mean, it's very easy. Well, it's not very easy. What, what this town needs is better uh, screenwriters, and I try and support that on my page. Uh, we really do need a story, let's face it. Uh, right. Imagination, that's another thing. You know, that's how to direct it. <laughs> and uh, I have quite the imagination. Now, now, the future of this town is, you know, this is not Hollywood no more. I mean... Louisiana is Hollywood. Uh, Philadelphia became Hollywood. You know why? We lost it. And no thanks to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Let me let me add this. 
not one of my favorite people, and I know him. Uh, what a horrible <laughs> job. What a horrible job. The people made him. He didn't even give California tax breaks for the movie industry. I mean, come on. I mean, we actually thought, you know, 60 years ago, there was a little place called Desi Lu Studios, right? Desi Honors. You know, it expanded yep. to Paramount. It expanded to Paramount. It expanded to RKO. I mean, all three of them were there. We all made pictures here. We sent all our guys out to Canada. We sent them to Louisiana. We sent them there. We started them all off. And we're dying over here because the governor won't give us a tax break. So we're busy doing other things. <laughs> Allegedly. Another story. Besides, you made me stand out in the rain for a half hour once, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, when I just needed a And I knew the guy. I just needed a simple autograph for my dying Uncle Mike. And I'm standing in the rain like an idiot. Uh, we Not everyone's nice. You know, you got to be nice. Yeah, what yep. I believe, you got to be nice. What you put out is what you give back. Exactly. That's very true. Kabish. <laughs> I'd like to say hello so, to my Italian friends. Uh, Tony Knapp, New York, if he's listening. Tony Knapp, and uh, great luck with his book. Uh, yeah, there's always fights the Angie, there's, there's Deborah, there's Stefano, there's the whole Jersey crew, there's, there's the wise guys, there's, the, uh, there's, there's just so many people out there that are so loyal and uh, really good people. I don't care what anyone says. It's, it's gravy, not sauce on Sundays. It's gravy, God damn it. It's gravy. I agree. It's gravy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I had a big fight on my page about that once, you know. You know, in the old days, you know, old Italian-Americans, I mean, that's why we have our pride. You know, California has no soul. All right, let me say that, all right? They got no soul. You know why? Because they came out here looking for gold. See, our ancestors <laughs> or my ancestors, they came off the boat, all right? They had to find work. Right. They weren't, look, they weren't looking for gold. They had family. They, they, they depended on their cousins. They they grouped together, whether they formed uh, an organization or whether they were a shoemaker or mostly masons. They worked. They learned English. A lot of them. Some didn't. Uh, you know, and, and and you kissed each other when you went to the house. You brought dessert. It was a family. It was a family ate together. The kids had their own table. The, the, the grown-ups had their own table. The wine was flowing. I mean. Sundays are the best memories of my life growing up. Seventeen cousins, uh, you know. Just, just and you sat thing. around watching the same television program that came on once a week, oh, and that was on Sundays. Are you kidding me? The Wild Wild West. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, on Thanksgiving, let's not every Thanksgiving the March of the Wooden Soldiers. I'll guarantee yep. that one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's going back pretty far now. Well, back then, it was the age-old adage, too, that you you work to live, not live to work, you know? You work, work to, to live, put food on the table. I, I uh, work to live, live, I definitely don't live to work. That's the damn show. And <laughs> I definitely, I definitely, uh, well, work to live kind of makes sense. I'd rather live yeah. than let live, you know. I mean, I don't know how much work it takes. I, I, to me, it's easier to live. I breathe. It's not, you know, my lungs do the job. Uh, <laughs> I'm very narrow-minded, though, Carrie. <laughs> it's not that how are the boys? How are the oh, boys, dude? My boys are doing great. A big shout-out to SBE Entertainment. Look them up, SBE.com. Uh, they own all the biggest clubs in Hollywood, uh, MI6, the old Hyde. Uh, the Colony, they just bought the Flamingo in uh, 
Las Vegas, my son's uh, second in command of security. So, needless to say, I I I, I get to see some good clubs. <laughs> yeah, no not that I'm a club, not that I'm a club goer, but my oldest son Mikey took after my steps, and so did my little guy Vinny. I'm very proud of my two little guys. Very proud. Not they that they're Mike. that little. Not that they're that little. <laughs> hey, they'll always be little. Even though always Mike, our babies, know, no matter how old they get, but. Uh, they're always my babies, but let me tell you something. He can eat an ha- apple off my head and almost tear me apart. But I'm his dad, you know. He'll be my baby for the rest of his life. But yeah. uh, I got brought up with the wooden shoe, the baseball bat. Uh, I mean, things that were a crime. I think I hit my kids once. And it only took once. They always, they never, I, matter of fact, I hit my kids once. And for brothers, they only had one fight in their life. And my marriage wow. wasn't all that, uh, you know, I had a, uh, Carrie knows, I'm in the process of divorce, and uh, I was married for 29 years, you know, and I never fought in front of my kids. I, you know, I took my wife in the bedroom. I, I, I grew up hearing shit, you know, and, and you know, fight, seeing You fight. tried to shield them from that, yeah. I, I did, I did, I did. I did the best I can, you know. And we didn't fight that often, but when we did, it was, uh, it was loud, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I won't. All right. Um, uh, did I tell you I had a Jack Russell Terrier for 17 years? His name was Rambo. Actually, Sly's kid gave it to me, Sage. That's a long lifespan for a Terrier, oh, isn't man. it? I, that day I never cried so hard I had to put him down. I actually almost shot him in my backyard. He was having like one of his last seizures. All of a sudden, he'd wake up like he's two years old, run around, run around, bark, 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 like he can't see, hitting walls, bouncing off. I mean, this, this is a dog I had, to, I had to carry up the street after he took a shit down the block. He couldn't make it back up. So I used to walk oh. And here he is. Now it's, now he's dying, but he's in pain, you know. I went inside. I got the gun. I'd say, oh, small time. I'm like, excuse me, I'm not. I can't let him die like this. And right before yeah. I pulled the trigger, he woke up like nothing happened. I said, shit, Rambo, I almost killed you. So he lived about another two weeks. He lived about another two weeks, and I took him to the vet and had to put him down. And then, uh, uh, I'm not ashamed to admit I cried like a baby, man, because he was like in my between God. my first kid. He was in between my first kid and my second kid. Yeah. So they grew up with well, him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right now, I'm yeah. like, you know what I'm into now, believe it or not. Like I like cats from tigers on down, but I got cats. You know why? Cats are the best right. fighters in the world. I don't know if you ever watched the cat fight, but try and hold your cat down. It goes right to his back. You can never get a cat yeah. back. Now, if you get a human's back, well, my jiu-jitsu friends know the fight's over. You know, in four seconds, you're choking the guy out. and He's asleep. But you can never get a cat's back. They're protected so well. And that really impresses me. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, You realize I'm well, I got- taking you. I, I, I've got a, I've got another question. I'm really curious about Duke. Is, is how did you get involved with Sylvester Stallone to begin with, uh, and, and oh, become his bodyguard? Oh, very easy. You know, uh, life is timing. You know, you know, life is timing, and uh, well, there's always luck. You know, there's luck, there's timing, but and there's uh, destiny. Obviously, I kind of believe right. in destiny. I kind of believe in destiny. Uh... I got such shitty fucking luck in Las Vegas. I don't believe in luck. I believe in curses. Uh, but <laughs> <Me too. laughs> let, let's just say it was. Let's just 
let's just say it was timing then. Let's 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 say it was timing. After fighting, uh, after I lost to a, a his name was Mike Sedilla. He fought for the world championship and uh, he didn't he didn't keep me down. I never stayed down for nobody. Let let that stay on the record. I was knocked down once or twice, but I always got up. Anyway, where was I? Oh, the, rape, the opportunity of meeting Sly. Uh, yeah. Naturally, I went back to my old roots of Mountain, and they were my early roots before fighting. Uh, big Bill, when he was still alive, he was a big fella, and he bounced all the clubs. So I started at the Cafe de Grand, where Suicidal Tendencies used to play, Black Flag. Uh, shit, I mean, play. That's, that was the homing grounds. I mean, little little Drew Barrymore was about 13 years old. Hanging oh, out wow. Back then. Yeah, she was really a street girl, you know. Uh, and she used to pop by. We wouldn't let her in, but she was really cool. I mean, she, there's no lie about that. Uh, sorry, Drew. I just, you know, that's the way it was. <laughs> uh, anyway, after doing my tour, I did the, uh, the Troubadour, the world-famous Troubadour. Big shout-out to Eddie. Love him. Great guy. Uh, Lenny Bruce starred there. I think the Beatles played there. Everybody played the Troubadour. And then, let's see, I traveled around. Anyway, I ended up at the Rainbow Bar and Grill. That's the most famous place for rock and rollers. That's where you see David Lee Roth. That's where they all came. Led Zeppelin hung out there. The Beatles hung out there. They got pictures of these guys. Sam Kennison ate his last meal there. It was pea soup. They don't serve. They haven't served it since. I mean, literally, he ate his last meal there. Uh, right. Not Sam Kennison. I'm sorry. I'm not Sam Kennison. Hold on. I think I need another hit. I'm just kidding. Uh, water. <laughs> uh, not, not, not Sam Kingston. Uh, John Belushi. John, John Belushi had his last cup of soup there and he went down there. Anyway, this guy named Bobby Martini, I was at the front door. Bobby Martini, nice Italian American guy. You know, he hit it off and he used to show me his clothes. You know, you see, a little bit of a show off Italian, a little bit of a Guido. Hey, hey oh, 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 look who got me this. And, it, and it's say, handmade for Sylvester Stallone. Handmade for Sylvester Stallone. He's wearing his shoes, he's wearing his jackets. So I guess he got his hand me down. And uh, <laughs> obviously, uh, uh, being a New Yorker that I am and uh, on a faithful Italian-American associate, I let the, I would I would always let the guy in for free, you know. Bobby, uh, you know, Bobby, there's ever a chance. Fly will remember me because I used to train with his fighter. I don't know if you've seen the movie, um, Jesus Christ, Up Down for Cosmo. What the hell is this? Anyway, his, his fighter, Lee Canalito, used to train down there. And Sly was his manager. And Tony Danza was my manager. And I met him then. So I told oh, Bobby, if you, ever run into, if you ever run into Sly, you know, let him know. I'm, I'm, you know I'd, I'd gladly work for him. And a year and a half later, believe it or not, Bobby comes in. He says, what are you doing tomorrow? I says, no, it's Sunday. Just kicking it. You're going to have some gravy, you know? He said, uh, right. he says, no, you're going to meet me behind the Holiday Inn on Sunset Boulevard. We're going to go into Brentwood, and we're going to go to Sly's house. He's out of town doing Rambo 2, but Sasha, his first wife, uh, uh, needed an extra guard uh, for Sunday. So I went down there, and, you know, I'm, I'm like a New Yorker, kind of in shock. You know, they had the gates open with the razor blades on top, this big, beautiful <laughs> Big, beautiful house, you know. Uh, he brings me right in the kitchen where the monitors were. I meet Sasha, the kids are running around. Uh, you know, it's just, it just seemed like a regular house. This is Mike. Uh, hi, Mike. Ba -ba 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 -bing. Show him the monitor system. Tell him about the dogs. I had to feed the dogs. You start out as a house guard. And 
basically that's what I was, and I had a great shift. But when I went back to uh, the Rainbow, I told my manager, Mike Weber, big shout-out to Mike, and, you know, but he gave me a choice. It's here or Stallone. you got to make a choice. Uh, well, it's a no-brainer. I chose Sly, so I had to leave oh, the Rainbow Bar and Grill. <laughs> Even though it was for one day a week. But when Sly came back, that's when they had their divorce. And you know what? I shouldn't even be talking about this because uh, because I will. Because it's, that's who I am. You asked me a question, right? Sasha took the 3 to 11 guy. The day before he came home is when Sasha left him. And for their own reasons. I, you know, I won't get into that. I have no clue. Right. Uh, but they took the 3 to 11 guy, and I meet this nice fellow who was his then bodyguard, Gary Compton, get out of the car and Right away, he sees a new face, you know, giving me looks. And I went to grab the bags. Don't touch those bags. <laughs> I says, okay. And, and, then, and then Rambo steps out of the car, right? I mean, right off the set. They flew their, their uh, private jet back and whatever. I mean, Rambo. His hair's the same. He's got the tan. And everything but okay. the, the fucking bow and arrow. And he remembered me. And he, he remembered me. He said, Mark, how you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And uh, then, at that moment, I happened to be there. This is where the timing comes in. He found out that Sasha took his uh, 3 to 11 guy and the maid. They were married. And he said, Gary, what are we going to do? We're going to need somebody. And the dude don't miss an opportunity. So he says, Sly, I'm available. Uh, my, my story's going to change a little bit. He says, you're available? I said, yeah. He says, so I told him I worked at Rainbow. He says, well, you can't do both. I said, I know that. What rainbow? <laughs> Pretty much. So he hired me at 3 to 11 every day, which was a great time, actually, because when he came home from work and was in town, you know, it was just me and him. And, uh, you know, we, we were friends. We were tight. We'd watch TV together and shit like that and blah, 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 blah. And after a year and a half, I see him go through, no shit, about 10 bodyguards. And he's on the phone again to, uh, I'll mention his name, Arthur Cassell. Arthur Cassell's a big man in Washington, big man in Beverly Hills. Very big man. Okay. Uh, Oh, we lost Duke. Yeah, we did lose him. <laughs> He'll probably call back in. Well, hopefully hopefully he will. <laughs> right in the middle of a good part of the story. He, too, he got man. censored. He he name dropped too big of a name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they went and yeah, they just cut him off, didn't they? <laughs> That's okay. I've 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 been bouncing back and forth from phone to phone throughout the show. <laughs> I noticed that. Uh, your Skype to your cell to your Skype to your cell and I've been holding my breath going, Michael, don't leave. <laughs> well, you're doing a wonderful job, Gary. You you really are. You're doing a great job. Matter of fact, I haven't put in the chat room there are you hearing me at all because I was wanting to try to get a question in and, and I couldn't get Oh, I wasn't even in the chat room. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm hearing you. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's, it's uh, hopefully hopefully he'll he's not going to be talking on his phone to nobody for the next thirty minutes. But <laughs> uh, he's he a character. Only, hopefully he didn't lose the number. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, he definitely is a character, uh, isn't he? Oh, he's a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I guess we we've got about fifteen minutes before uh, Jamestown. Uh, I think it's Jamestown, isn't it? Jamestown revisited. Well, why don't or... we go ahead and play his My Way song? 
And uh, and so let's go ahead and just take a regular break, break, and we'll run a couple of ads and then play my way, and we'll hopefully see him back here for at least uh, the last 10 minutes before Jamestown Revival shows up. So uh, here we go. We'll be back after these messages. The annual Far West Folk Alliance Conference is coming up October 20th through 23rd in Eugene, Oregon. The conference features panels, collaborations, showcases, and the annual Best of the West Awards. Acoustic performers, presenters, agents, folk DJs, and fans will find peer groups, networking, and great music all weekend. For more information, check out the website at www.far-west.org. Millions of dollars are spent each year from people buying online. Get your share. Sell your unwanted items anywhere in the world. Your customers can pay you directly at the site, and you can ship out the item to them that very same day. That's at ClassifiedSurfire.com. Post your ad now.
And we've got Duke back with us finally, and so we're going to bring him back on in here. Uh, sorry we lost you, Duke. Oh, you know what? I was enjoying the Elvis. It's one of my favorite songs My Way was playing, and, you know, I was doing a lot of thinking there. Thank you. Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know what happened. California's funny. <laughs> That way. It was it was some of those big names you were mentioning. They they you know they were censoring you. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, off the cell. I told you they were Washington. That's it. Boom, bang, bing. They had a satellite. <laughs> That's they right. kept the satellite. <laughs> when I moved, they got fool I don't believe in the funk. Nah, I'm just kidding. But my way. What a beautiful song by Elvis. You guys had that. I was listening to that thinking. You know. Getting back to the Motleys, uh, you know, I'd like to give a shout-out to Tommy and uh, Vince and uh, Mickey and Tuck and Mickey. Uh, they're playing tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big Sunset Music Festival. I documented the last one. That's another thing I got in the works. Not the last one, the year before, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, which should be a lot of fun. So that's another reason why I, I'm learning to edit. I don't want to give my stuff away, you know, so it's a lot of work. I'm, I'm taking, uh, you know, another year. Uh, classes, right. and uh, and I'll be where I gotta be. But anyway, I remember going to Tommy Lee's house. He quit high school. Okay, this is how long I known the crew. Uh, me and my, me and the big fellow were walking. A little trivia on the Motley's. They were playing the Troubadour, man. All these L.A. bands, uh, you know, Poison, Rat. This is my era. Right. You know, we need, we know them all. Actually, David Lee Roth had an after hours place called uh, Club Zero. And when the toilet flushed in Hollywood, which is 2 o'clock, everyone was there, man. Rat, uh, Great White. Uh, uh, I knew Ed, I knew David Lee's bodyguard. His name was Eddie Anderson, a really nice guy. Uh, but, yeah, it was an art gallery. $5, of course, we owned the door. But $5 at the door and all the beer and wine you can drink upstairs just to look at the art. <laughs> it, got, it got raided every now and then, but there were quite a few people. I mean, at this time in life... Uh, Shit, the uh, rat was living on, three guys living on a mattress on the floor. Uh, crazy. Wow. Getting back, getting back to Tommy, quit high school. He was living at Vince's house. Uh, me, and my, me and my friend Bill were actually working for a band called Angelus. And my friend Bill was a big guy, six foot four, 480 pounds, real real big, very, uh, very big looking. He, he ended up actually being Ronnie James Dio's bodyguard for quite some time. Uh, God, you know, rest in peace, both of them. Uh, Ronnie was a great guy. But he was about four foot six. That voice of a dinosaur. Let me tell you something. And, and a really nice guy. But uh, oh yeah, he quit high school. He was living with Vince. We met Vince's parents for the job. I used to take Tommy to Seven Eleven to buy him beer. This is before he, he didn't even have the Mickey Mouse tattoo yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, uh, they're being honored tomorrow and that's my little quick story about the Motley's uh, great guy you know Tommy's like a 15 year old that never grew up uh, uh, just a fun guy uh, you know I mean, well, I don't, did like, you end up getting new ink today uh, the guy did not show the guy did not show no I didn't I would have been I, you know I would love to give this interview while you heard the buzzer um, <laughs> I could have put them on my part of town, but I I, I want to get back to the pad and 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 do some work actually, and uh, uh, you know, take care of some business. It's all about business nowadays. Now I know that you worked at Universal for quite a few years. You want to oh, expand on that a little bit? Wow, Universal! I did the Hulk at Universal. I did uh, 
Well, well I want to thank you for coming by, dude. Well, if I start shitting in my pants, no one says I'm, uh, I'm going to rent a Harley and go up to, uh, you know, the Arizona, what do you call that? Uh, where, where's all those big mountains in Arizona? The canyons. Yeah, the Grand Canyon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, I sit myself at 75. If I could drive a motorcycle, I'll just take the, I'll, I'll just do the adventure, the adventurous ride. But I'd rather go to. <laughs> <laughs> no more motorcycles. No more motorcycles. Oh. Oh, Prescott's oh, a really beautiful area in Arizona. Up there in Prescott area is beautiful. Yeah. That's, did I got any mountains? <laughs> yeah, they actually do. You know, it's it's pretty oh, nice. Yeah, it's just just south of Flagstaff there. They have four uh, seasons, seasons well, so yeah. Yeah. That's All right, well, we got to let you go, Duke, but I want to thank you so much for coming by today. Really, really enjoy having you on the show. Thanks, I'll Mike. I'll let you guys know how much trouble you got me in uh, tomorrow, right? <laughs> All right, do so. <laughs> Thanks again. Love you. Love you Thanks, Peace Mike. Oh, thank you. Uh, bye-bye. And, everybody, that was... Duke and my Duke or Mike or whatever you want to call him, I guess, huh? Mike the Duke DeLuca. And Mike the Duke DeLuca. I'll tell you what, I don't think I'd want to meet him in the dark alley and he'd be pissed off at me. (laughs) 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 I'd be hurting big time. Well, anyway, folks, we got uh, just a little bit of time left and we're moving into the the, uh, special part of the the show today where we're going to be talking about the concert that's coming up at Fort Amphitheater and we've got Jamestown Revival that's supposed to be joining us here shortly so we're going to take a short little break and we'll be back hopefully with James showed up and uh, and then we'll be closing out the show for today so just hang in there and enjoy on Sunday August 21st Coffee House Music presents another incredible evening with the industry's most talented singer-songwriters and bands at the magical Ford Amphitheater It's the Coffee House 5th Annual Evening of Independence, featuring performances by last season's America's Got Talent winner Michael Grimm, Southern California's Tyrone Wells, Of Verona, Jamestown Revival, Alan Stone, and Satellite, along with a pre-show lineup of the industry's hottest emerging artists. This special night of music takes place Sunday, August 21st at 8 p.m., pre-show music starting at 6. Tickets are available at the Ford box office by calling 323-461-3673. Or for more details, go to kpfk.org. KPFK is a proud media sponsor. What the fuck? We are straight face X-ray television I'm having all sorts of difficulty with the switchboard over here on this end. Carrie, you want to go ahead and play the Jamestown uh, revival? <laughs> I, I can't. I, I'm hitting buttons and it's all over the place. It's just flipping all over the place on me here. I, you know, I'm, I keep gaining and losing the con- uh, the, uh, the connection. So. <laughs> Are you there? Did I lose you? No, I'm waiting for you to play the James Town Revival because it's not working on my end. Oh, okay. I got you. I can do that. <laughs> okay. It's just one of those days where, you know, the Internet just messes with you.
That was Jamestown Revival, who uh, was supposed to be here and didn't. Hello. You there, Michael? Off to... You can't hear me? Yeah, you're cutting in and out, but yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm right now in the middle of sending out a, uh, a nasty email to uh, uh, Jim Public Relations and the other people who are involved. 
and uh, and uh, they are a no show. Well, that's two. So that way. Yeah, well, that that happens at times, and 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 it's unfortunate because really what it does is it gives people a bad taste about the concert. Right. Exactly. You, you know what I mean? It it doesn't it doesn't do them any favors if if it, if their stars of the concert who are supposed to show up and and promote it don't show up. Right. <laughs> you know. Which is unfortunate because it's for a good cause. Exactly, but you and know, it's if, the cause if they, that ends up suffering. It, yeah. Did I lose you, Michael? Concert anyway. I am here. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, so well, you know, it's it's uh, five minutes past the time they were supposed to call, so I'm I'm going to assume that they're not. So we're going to go ahead and end end the show. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the half hour was specifically, you know, the half hour was specifically uh, meant for for them to be able to come on and talk a little bit about themselves and the show that's coming up. And uh, since they're not here, then we, we just might as well end the day because we put in our time. I do want to thank everybody for showing up today. I also want to remind everybody that on Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, we have WTF and WTF Late Night. Make sure you tune in because we get a little bit wild and crazy on those shows. also want to remind everybody that every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time is the Michael Knight Show. And next week, we've got none other than J.D. Nash. It's going to join us and share some of his music and uh, and get to know a little bit about him. Maybe this is them that's calling in now. Let's uh, let's find out. Could you go ahead and screen that for me, Carrie, while I am uh, talking? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, make sure that it is them or not. And um, so, you know, we got a lot of things going on. I also want to remind everybody that Night Visions, the paranormal show, is coming back here very, very soon. On August 30th, we're going to be bringing it back for another, another uh, year. And... Uh, I'm going to be out at Waverly Hills Sanitarium where they are going to be uh, doing a paranormal investigation there. And uh, so we're going to be broadcasting live, and it's going to be two special times on August 30th. It's going to be from 8 to 10 p.m. Pacific time. And then we're going to be back at midnight till 2 in the morning Pacific time. The first two hours, we're actually going to be inside Waverly Hills and uh, going to be having my my cell phone on and transmitting through to the, to the show. And, and we're going to actually allow you to spend two hours walking through Waverly Hills and... Like Martin Ghost, that'll be popping up, and then of course uh, we've got a brand new show starting on September seventh because the Michael Knight Show originally was founded. This show was originally founded to be a show strictly for the uh, the independent artists, and so since uh, since they're uh, since they're the uh, independent artists, we've been doing other shows with like Duke today, and we've had a few other celebrities and, and such on the shows in the past. And so we've decided to uh, to uh, start a new show called uh, Kicking It with Carrie and Michael, and that will be on Wednesday night starting September 7th. And that will be for uh, all, the, all the people who aren't independent musicians, independent singer-songwriters, independent bands. And, and this uh, show will, on October, in October, the first Friday in October, We're going to go ahead and, and uh, end it out for today. I want to thank everybody for coming, and I want to thank Carrie most of all for all the help she's been. 
And are you there, Carrie? Am I talking to myself? Can you hear me? <laughs> anyway. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay, now I hear you. Okay. <laughs> I'm cutting it out, too, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we're having a lot of problems with it. Apparently, that wasn't them. So we're going to go ahead and, uh, and call it a day. And uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us. And, uh, and like I was saying, I want to thank Terry for doing such an absolutely wonderful job having to pop in and out and cover things, you know, in the last moments, you know, with all this craziness we're having with the day. Well, thank you very much. It was enjoyable, and I'm learning as I go. <laughs> oh, you're doing a fantastic job. And uh, and so, you know, I just can't see but better things coming in the future. And I uh, just want to thank everybody for coming. So that's all we have for today. We're not even going to go out with music. We're just going to go out, aren't we? Absolutely. And thanks again to Mike the Duke DeLuca for being our guest today. Yeah, he was a blast. Really enjoyed him. Had I known that Jamestown Revival wasn't going to show up, I would have just spent the next half hour with him. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure he would have enjoyed that, too. I'm sure he would have, too. But anyway, have a great day, all. We'll see you Monday at 3 p.m. for WTF. Bye-bye. <laughs>